You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, partner and certified elder law attorney at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Today, we're speaking with Sergeant Josh Workman, the Criminal Investigations Unit Supervisor with the Mount Juliet Police Department, about the top scams here in our local area, how to spot them, and what to do if you're a victim. Welcome, Sergeant Workman. Thank you so much for having me. What are the top scams you're seeing in Middle Tennessee right now? For us, like I said, I supervise here in the city of Mount Juliet, um, and we, we see a plethora uh, daily uh, come in. I think uh, the last report is we're averaging about uh, two to three reports per day of various scams, uh, everything from what we talk about, like confidence and romance scams, where people are uh, messaging people, developing this relationship with them, and then slowly uh, asking for things. Uh, we've seen something as simple as, hey, your account got hacked, click this link, and they're able to get in their computers for ransomware-type uh, viruses. Uh, we see uh, extortions. Uh, we've had a lot of those frequently where people will say, hey, I have these photos of you and blackmail you, and if you don't send me this money, then uh, I'm going to... Uh, post these out to your school or church or wherever. Uh, and, you know, uh, just a, a wide variety of anything and everything that you can think of. So. so for someone to be able to spot a scam, it's almost like if you don't know, uh, if it's not making sense or you don't know who you're talking to, just check it out before you click on anything. Yeah, absolutely. As far as the, the internet stuff, if it, if it seems uh, fishy, if it something seems weird, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense or something you're not used to. Uh, definitely, you know, ask somebody or get a second opinion. Uh, you know, don't just be, be clicking on stuff. I know for us, we have uh, several different things that our IT department does where they'll do kind of fake spam emails just to make sure that we're actually looking at everything and not just clicking stuff um, as well. Uh, but I, I got a notification just today that my region's banking account information had been hacked and I needed to click now to... Uh, you know, to solve this issue, and I don't even have a Regions banking account. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a dead giveaway. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, and you know, uh, we see them all the time with Amazon. People will, you know, be fake. You know, it's Amazon or it's Google or it's this and that, uh, and it's just double checking the, the web sources, making sure that uh, you know that the links are, are good, at, are actually valid links. Uh, and a lot of times that's how they'll entice you to start clicking on stuff. And the next thing you know, you've downloaded whatever software, went to whatever site they want you to, and they can be able to take over your computer that way. So, mm. and Anybody in particular, like who's the typical targets of these scams? We, we see the elderly being targeted quite often. Uh, and, you know, there's several reasons one might think uh, that they could be, you know, we see it's, uh, you know, they're more willing and trustworthy. Um, they, they maybe grew up in a different generation where, 
you know, in t- today's world, everyone is aware of these scams, and we even have settings on our phone that says when somebody calls you, uh, it says, you know, scam likely or spam or whatever, and it'll flag it uh, from telemarketers. But I think it, it, it's one of those where it, um, and they could be lonely and they'd be more willing to listen um, and definitely more trusting and, you know, not being so, so naive of the world. So, yeah. Um, all those things, uh, for sure. Um, you know, again, just like some real simple red flags that people should watch for. Yeah, um, you know, we see it quite uh, quite often, uh, especially with the, the giveaway stuff. Um, people will call in and say, hey, we had a case just recently that I assigned where this lady had gotten a letter from, so she thought from Publishers Clearinghouse, and she sent in her information, and a couple of weeks later, she got a phone call saying that, hey, she'd won the Publishers Clearinghouse Mega Millions, uh, but for taxes and processing fees, she needed to send a certified uh, check to uh, th- this account. Uh, she sends the check. They email her back or send her a letter back saying, well, hey, there's still some more processing fees and stuff. Can you send us another check of, of $10,000? And so she sends another check. Next thing she knows that her bank account information has been uh, compromised and there's money being pulled out of the bank that she didn't authorize. Uh, they're calling her back and say, well, that's just for we're, we, we take the money out of your account so that way we can put the million-dollar check into your account. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And now she's on the phone uh, talking back and forth with them. Uh and this goes on for several months. Uh, we come to find out, you know, after she was out about forty thousand uh, dollars, she started, you know, asking her bank and talking to them about it, and realizing that this was uh, all made up uh, to begin with. Uh, so, like I said, it's it's difficult, and understanding, you know, that uh, we see with the the romance scams where you know people will, hey, you know, I'm in love with this person that I met online. Uh, whether or not they're even real, we don't really know. Uh, but, you know, the whole catfish thing of, uh, you know, people faking who they are on the Internet. And, you know, I'm in love with this this person that's in another country and they need money to come over here so that we, we can get married and be together. And I'm going to keep sending them a bunch of money so they can do that. And then they never really ever make the trip. Uh, then we find out that, uh, you know, they can be fraudulent. So the, just the, the things that don't make sense, we'll see a lot of times, especially with the uh, – um, a lot of the scams, you know, like we talked about earlier, if it doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, it, there's probably something to it. We see the fear tactic being used quite a bit. Uh, we have scams where people will call in saying, hey, you know, this is the Mount Jewett Police Department. There's a warrant for your arrest. If you don't send us $500 gift card, uh, you need to go to Kroger now and buy an Amazon gift card. And once you buy that $500 gift card, you need to give us the numbers and then we'll dismiss your, your arrest warrant. Um, and I can promise people the, the police department, the sheriff's office is not going to call you uh, to dismiss a warrant uh, once we get a Target gift card. So, and uh, it, they use that to kind of scare people. And we've seen it as well with grandparents where people call in and say, hey, you know, grandma, you know, and they're not really be sure who's on the phone. Well, they'll, they'll guess, you know, well, you know, hey, grandma. And it's like, oh, hey, is this Josh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma, this is Josh. Hey, I'm in some trouble. I need you to send me some money. Uh, can I'm in I'm in jail and so and so. Can you send money to my attorney at this address? Uh, but don't tell nobody about this because I don't want anybody to know. Uh, we actually had a case in Mount Juliet where that had happened. Uh, this man had got a phone call that his son was in jail and needed to send money for his attorney fees. Um, and had over they wanted the it was like twelve hundred dollars in cash overnighted to an address in Florida. Uh, thankfully our local postal service thought that was kind of weird why this uh, elderly man was wanting to overnight 
you know, cash money to an address. Uh, they started looking into it. Uh, we went and talked to the, the man. It was like, hey, you know, what's going on with this? And he tried to explain to us that his son was in jail. And we started looking it up and started making some phone calls and realized, you know, he wasn't actually in jail, that the guy that was calling him, that acting to be his son, was, was a fraudster. Uh, and was able to save his money because uh, had that been shipped up and somebody picked it out, uh, he probably would have never seen that cash again. It, is there anything you can do? Like the one where you said the lady put $40,000 in, um, it, any opportunity to help her get her money back? Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's difficult at times that I can't you know, say there's one way or another. Um, it's tough when people are writing checks or giving out banking information and, and going that route with things. Uh, because once the, the check's clear and those people, the fraudsters, have the money, it's very tough to get it back. Uh, we see some frauds. I was a victim of as well, just basic credit card fraud where I, you know, I checked my statement and I had a charge from eBay uh, for several hundred dollars. And I started looking, I was like, well, I don't have an eBay account. What's up with that? And filed a dispute with my credit card company and they reimbursed me on that. Um but as far as you know, people that go out and spend $500 on gift cards or they do wire transactions with banking information and such, um, once that gift card is redeemed, once they purchase the gift card and give the fraudster the information on the back of the card and it's considered redeemed, there's no way to be able to get that money back. Uh, we've, we've tried every way that we can uh, through our resources, talking with FBI, uh, their, their cyber crimes uh, unit, and there's, there's just no way because a lot of those, a lot of that money, once it, because they're not local. I mean, these these big time fraudsters are going to be, you know, worldwide in other countries. And once it leaves the U.S., it's very very hard for us to be able to track um, and enforce any kind of laws outside of the U.S. Yeah, that, I mean, it's it's you sort of sounds like you have to expect that you're not going to get that money back and. Very rarely, yeah, very rarely yeah. they, they do get the money back. And that's why, you know, if there is a situation where they are able to get their money back, it's definitely, even though we may not solve the case and, and figure out who did it, just being able to get the victim's money back is one of the main goals that we have because um, we you know don't know what country that this will end up in. And another thing with the cryptocurrency and the that market that's generated uh, within the last several years, we're seeing um, that being used uh, to facilitate a lot of frauds where, uh, people are calling, getting phone calls and saying, hey, your banking account information has been hacked. You need to withdraw, you know, this many thousands of dollars and put it into this Bitcoin ATM and send it. Um, and we can hold the money for you while this is going on. And we've had people lose uh, tens of thousands of dollars um, just in our city alone. Uh, and once once it gets into that blockchain network and, and gets sent off, there's no way to track where it ends up. So. What about, so just straight up, I guess the sooner they report a scam, the, the better opportunity you have to do something about it. Is that what they should do if they think they've been scammed? Call well, the police? Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, we see that as well. Uh, the FBI, they can, there is a website. It's the IC3, the letter I, the letter C, the number three uh-huh. gov. And they can file a complaint there as well. And that goes into the national database uh, through FBI cybercrimes. And we work with that team quite frequently, uh, the one that's based out of Nashville. And so like I said, it is going to, and it is getting received. And they're going to look through, and they're looking for patterns. So they're looking for, hey, if, you know, 10 or 15 people are all linked to the same guy, you know, what, uh, 
you know, what, what are the connections there? But in their reports, they released uh, the 2022 reports and the total for 2022, just there was over 800,000 complaints nationwide and about $10.3 billion lost. Um, so, and that's, that's only for the people that filed, actually filed reports and let us know. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where people, and I, I can understand, but they're too embarrassed uh, to make a phone call. Uh, I had an uncle that got the whole, uh, you want this brand new car, you just need to send us some money until he went, you know, told everybody at church, hey, you know, I want this brand new Corvette. Uh, they're like, okay, cool, can't wait to see it. And he's like, yeah, I've just got to pay him to have it shipped down here and, you know, the titling and, you know, taxes and all that. And after about six months and him sending them thousands of dollars, he never got it. Uh, and of course, people started asking at church, hey, where's your new car at? Uh, and he was definitely deeply embarrassed uh, to say that he had been, uh, you know, frauded out, uh, was made a fool of it. Uh, so, like I said, the, you know, it seemed like, you know, $10 billion in fraud law seemed like a lot, but I sit and think, you know, how many haven't been reported? Uh, oh, yeah. every, every every call, like I said, even if they don't want to call the police or don't want to bother police with it, at least go to that website and file a, a claim. Uh, it is tracked. Uh, but I would recommend calling the police anytime uh, that, that you feel like you're a victim of this because, you know, we may get 100 report, reports and that well, typically is the best way to, to get the money back. And like, so we can't solve, we don't solve very many of them as far as being able to put somebody in jail, but we at least give us the opportunity to try to get somebody's money back. Well, you know, that, that helps. I, I hate it when I see that happen to people and you're right. Most of the time the the clients that we work with that say they, they were scammed, they rarely report it because mm-hmm. they are so embarrassed. Um, but anyway, I appreciate the information, and I think maybe uh, the whole reporting to your local law enforcement, regardless of where you live, is, is the most important. Um, right. So, so we, have, we have no knowledge of it unless, you know, people call in and tell us. I mean, we have our, our experiences that we deal with, and, you know, we see them every, every day. But, you know, they it's one of those things the fraudsters will try uh, every, every way in the world uh, to get to make people fall for it. And they try, you know, all these different tactics and all these different tricks. Um, and like I said, if they call a hundred people and one of them, you know, bites on it, uh, and falls for it, then, you know, it's a good day for them. So like I said, the, the best thing, you know, for people to, to do if they are a victim is to call their local agencies and, and have reports filed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Takus McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com. Document downloads, the Takeus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there, free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging starts now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.